Welcome to This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. I'm Colleen Mitchell, and I've had type 1 diabetes for 25 years. I'm a life coach, author, and speaker. I also work full time as a process analyst in the power industry. I'm passionate about type 1 diabetes education and showing others that this disease doesn't define me. I'm Jessie Tuggy, and I've had diabetes for nine years. I love hiking and painting. I'm looking forward to working as an engineer after I get my degree in college. My diagnosis has inspired me to take control of my life and my future, to learn everything I can about type 1 diabetes. Each week on the show, we'll talk about real life with type 1 diabetes, bring on cool people with connections to type 1, and above all, encourage you to understand that this disease doesn't have to hold you back. This isn't medical advice. This is life with type 1. Welcome to episode 85 of This is Type 1, real life type 1 diabetes with your hosts, Colleen and Jesse. Today, we're talking about traveling as a type 1 diabetic during the COVID-19 pandemic. Unfortunately, we had some scheduling hiccups, so Elizabeth Forrest will join us in a future episode. But before we get into the episode, I want to quickly give the criteria we're looking for for our Voices of the Community episode coming up, which is episode 100, the unicorn episode. You can go to inspiredforward.com slash submit to submit a short one to two minute long voice memo with the following. Your first name, how long you've had diabetes or when you were diagnosed, how you manage your diabetes, maybe it's a pump, CGM, shots, etc. And what you wish you could tell your newly diagnosed self or your parents if you were diagnosed young. Once again, that's inspiredforward.com slash submit, and you'll find that link in the show notes. We are really super excited to hear from you and feature your voices on this podcast. Now let's dive into our wins and our fails. All right. So I'm up for the win this week. and I am very proud of myself for keeping my cool for my win this week. So I am a senior this year, and we were planning on going a senior trip since about my sophomore, junior year. Now, as you can imagine, that really hasn't gone well. And we've had to modify a couple of things a couple of times because of what we're dealing with right now. But it is happening. And I am so thankful I get to say that. <laughs> so when my junior year of high school started, we started planning and looking around. And we were thinking, oh, let's go to Greece for a week or two with some family friends and sail the coast because they rent out a boat and they sail the coast of Greece for like a week, two weeks. And then that's not going to happen because they shut down the entirety of Europe, which is, that's good. Keep everybody safe and, you know, we'll just modify a little bit. So then we changed it to where I would go to Africa with my mom because we've got family there. But then again, the same thing happened where they shut down the entire country that we were supposed to go to, which was the Gambia, because their rates were so high. Like, it's really bad over there. So if you get the chance, do some digging on that because they're not really handling it well in Africa right now. So instead, the plan is the Florida Gulf Coast, which is good and not necessarily another country, but I'm still very fortunate and very, very, very thankful that I get to be going. And overall, I refuse to lose focus on the fact that I get to go because of all of the hard work that I've put in over the last four years. Congratulations on getting good grades, and also I'm glad you get a, at least a, a chance to take a break and go somewhere else that's not those four walls or the four walls of your your mom's house. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very very thankful that I get to go. So, what's our fail this week, Colleen? 
Well, my blood sugar had a significant crash earlier this week after a walk. So when I got home, I just laid on the couch. Well, after stuffing my face with Smarties, of course, I laid on the couch and had a short 20 to 25 minute nap. And I say nap, I really just closed my eyes and put a timer on while well, my number came up. And then, of course, when the alarm went off, I didn't want to get up. <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh, kind of a fail and that the nap made me a little bit more tired than before. And then I felt less productive. But I also had some self-compassion because diabetes does some weird stuff sometimes. It's kind of annoying, but we have to deal with it, and it doesn't actually mean anything negative about us. So I, I find that was kind of both a fail and a win wrapped in one. What is our hack this week? So along with our kind of theme of this episode of the podcast, it's with travel. So... My tip this week would be to have a separate bag that is a condensed size for you to carry close to you when you are traveling or you're in an unknown area. Like a fanny pack or an over-the-shoulder cross-body bag or purse that is small enough to carry just what you need, meaning your wallet, your keys, if you're going to have keys on your travels kit, and your low snacks. This is a good way to be wary of pickpocketers or worst comes to worst, something gets stolen or lost. So you don't have that much to lose when you go traveling and you think something bad's going to happen. When my cousin and I went to uh, England, Scotland, Wales, and France, the big thing for me was to bring a purse with a zipper because zippers are a lot harder for pickpockets to get into. And it's also important to keep your bag with those things in front of you instead of on your side or on your back. Like backpacks will get gotten to a lot. But if you have a your small purse, it's got a zipper on it and you keep it in front of you. Crossbody over the shoulder is really good for that. All right. And now for the episode. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about how much the world has changed in the last year or so when it comes to traveling on planes, boats across the country with COVID. So last year on March, COVID really started to become serious. Ironically, a year ago from when we are recording this episode, this, my school got shut down and all the schools in Washington State got shut down as well. So happy one year for that. Actually, <laughs> today is also the one year exactly to the day as we're recording this when I had my last in-person lunch with my manager. Yeah, it's really sad. This is so sad. Anyway, a year ago, yes, tomorrow is when I ordered all of my work from home equipment. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. I did that a couple weeks ago, couple not weeks ago, but a couple weeks from this day last year because I didn't think it was going to be that serious and I thought we were going to all going to be back in person. But anyways, so with that being said, a lot of flights got canceled, a lot of plans were dropped or changed, and people started to wear masks to go out in public or to travel in general. And for some reason, there is a giant toilet paper shortage that happened. Because apparently this virus makes you have to go to the bathroom a lot, which it doesn't. It was That was weird. And, you know, both times that the toilet paper shortage happened was the, like, both of those times, we actually had to get toilet paper because we were legitimately running, running out. And so it's like, it coincided perfectly with both of the shortages. And we're like, ah, Costco, why My do you have paper products? was panicked, like, absolutely panicked about it and it's like it's gonna be fine i mean like the costco limited it's like one giant 46 roll bag per person so it wasn't like we were gonna like run out within a week of yeah our costco was like we don't have any paper products we don't have any toilet paper we don't have any napkins you don't have any like 
paper towels, no Clorox wipes. They were like out completely at the same time that we needed to get some. And so we had to get like the little dinky packages from QFC. Yeah, that was annoying. So we actually had to cancel a long planned trip to Scotland. And it's now possible that that trip won't happen at all. At least not in the near future. If like in the next couple of years, it still probably won't happen. With the decline in recent cases, though, and the increase in vaccinations, people are starting to travel more than they were a year ago. So let's look at what the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, is saying about traveling and the travel restrictions. When you go to their website and look up travel guidelines, it'll open with this notice that states, travel increases the chance of spreading and getting COVID-19, delay travel and stay home to protect yourself and others from COVID-19, even if you are vaccinated. If you must travel, take steps to protect yourself and others, including the following list. If you're eligible, get fully vaccinated for COVID-19. Before you travel, get tested with a viral test one to three days before your trip. Wear your mask over your nose and mouth when in, the, when in public. Avoid crowds and stay at least six feet or two and a half meters about two arm lengths from anyone who did not travel with you. Get tested three to five days after your trip and stay home and self-quarantine for a full seven days after travel, even if your test is negative. If you do not get tested, stay home and self-quarantine for 10 days after travel. Follow all the state and local recommendations or requirements after travel. This really isn't anything new that we haven't seen over the last couple of months, but at the same time, all of these things are new compared to last year. If you are traveling, be sure to keep an eye on where you are going and their COVID cases and their rates. For me and my mom, we were wanting to go to Africa this summer, but we looked at the cases and decided that now isn't the best time for international travel, at least. Another thing to pay attention to is the restrictions and the guidelines where you're going, not just the case rate. One reason why we don't think a trip to Scotland will happen for us in the near future is the severity of the restrictions in the UK. There are 14-day quarantine for people, and that's like longer than your typical vacation week. So it's like you go there for two weeks to be in quarantine, and then you have whatever time left to be around the country, but everything is basically still shut down. And there's even talk of vaccination passports, which I am not particularly a fan of. I do have a friend in Ireland where the lockdown is still so bad that people can't go more than five kilometers from home without being stopped by police or potentially fined. And that can add up significantly if you live more than five kilometers from like the grocery store. So definitely pay attention to where you're going and what the restrictions are like there. What really has changed, though, when it comes to traveling, the following is a list that I have noticed about traveling compared to last year. People are wearing masks. You might need to be COVID tested to and from your location. Social distancing. People may need to quarantine depending, again, on location. Taking time off work and school to sit and wait for COVID if it even happens. Sanitizing and washing your hands have been more frequent. Contactless check-ins, whether that's hotel stays, car rentals, this, that, and the other thing. People are traveling less. And one of the funnier things that we had to learn before we went to online school was how to correctly wash your hands and be being in a government-approved way. 
food delivery is contactless and there have been a decrease in paper money usage. From there, the CDC goes on to say that at this time you shouldn't be traveling, period, and that it's safer to stay home. Well, it's also safer to stay home rather than crossing the street and getting hit by a car. Not that I'm like being desensitized or anything and kind of over this whole situation, but to go on. One of the better things that has come out of the pandemic is that people are being a lot more sanitary about where they eat, how often they're washing their hands and the smaller things like that. So that's pretty good especially when it comes to standing in line at grocery stores and having somebody breathe on your neck because they're standing too close. I noticed an interesting side benefit. A lot of the times the kids in our apartment complex will just run right in front of you and not care if they get in your way. And now they will actually stop and wait for you to pass. And I'm like, this is an added bonus that I wasn't expecting. (laughs) So there are some good things out there. When it comes to traveling specifically with diabetes, there's a lot of extra things we have to consider. When you travel with diabetes, you have to ask yourself some of the following questions before you go anywhere, especially right now. Do I have everything for an emergency? If there is an earthquake or natural disaster that happened, would I have enough supplies to last me three to five days? Now, this is a question that you should be asking whether you travel with or without a pandemic going on just to be safe. Where is my insulin? Where are my low snacks? How will people know who to contact in case of emergency? This might be your emergency bracelet or your emergency contact on your smartphone when they look at your lock screen and they try to open it and then it has the option to call emergency. Do I have all of my day-to-day supplies? What pharmacy or grocery store can I go to in case something breaks or I forgot something like batteries? With COVID going on right now, there are even more questions that may need to be asked in order to have an even more prepared trip. If I need to quarantine, do I have supplies to last me that allotted time? And then however long you're staying in that one place? Do I have all the supplies that I will need if I need to go to the hospital? This is in case something goes extremely wrong and it's on an extreme level. Um, One of my dad's coworkers has type 2 diabetes and she had to be hospitalized for DKA because of COVID-related problems. So it's always always be overprepared than underprepared. And then who can go to the store for me to get supplies if I run out? What does the CDC say about the area you are traveling to? And do I have my mask, which you should always be carrying at this point, unfortunately. So for more ideas on what you could pack for travel in general, go to episode 11 about traveling with diabetes. This week's spotlight is on a Diabetes Daily article about how to talk more gently to yourself with diabetes. If you find that your language around diabetes is especially harsh, try flipping these five phrases to change your entire perspective on things, improve your mood, and live a fuller, free life with diabetes. Instead of, I can't have that, try, I choose not to have that. Instead of, my A1C is so bad, try, I'm working to improve my A1C. Instead of, I have to work out, try, I get to work out. Instead of, I always have to go to the doctor, try, I get to regularly check in on my overall health. Instead of, diabetes always holds me back, try, diabetes lets me slow down and assess what I really need. 
You can find the link to the full article in the show notes. And I think it is really important to be kind to yourself, especially if you have type 1 diabetes. Our question for you this week is, where do you plan to travel next? Out of the country? To a different state? Maybe you don't actually answer this on uh, on the website if you don't really feel like it, but maybe just check in with yourself. Where do you want to go next? And maybe if you're thinking about after the pandemic, where would you like to go? Any final words? Not really. Just stay safe and do what you think is best for you. Not always what's going to be the most fun option in the world. Use your common sense. All right, that is it for this episode of This is Type 1. You can find the show notes at inspiredforward.com slash episode 85. It's the number 85. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out the form on our podcast page at thisistype1.com. Our music is by Joseph McDade. I have a free Facebook group where I coach people in, in the comments, and I go live on most Saturdays. You can join Life and Mindset Coaching by visiting the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in coaching one-on-one, I invite you to book a free consultation at inspiredforward.com slash book. I'm on all social media as at inspiredforward, and you can find me on DMP, Diabetes Management Platform, as at Colleen Mitchell with a space. And our email is colleen at inspiredforward.com. And I'm on Instagram as at JJ underscore Crystal K-A-T. Please feel free to send me questions or comments you have about type 1 diabetes or about the show. If you do reach out on Instagram, please make sure you mention that you're a listener of the show. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode about real life with type 1 diabetes. Remember, you control your diabetes. It doesn't control you. Hey, if you like what you're listening to on this podcast, you have to join us in the Half Dead Pancreas Club. It's my private community where you'll connect face-to-face with other people with type 1 diabetes, get personalized emotional support, and learn how to handle anything T1D throws at you. Join us over at inspiredforward.com community. I can't wait to see you there.